Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Yes, it is time for my very favourite part of the week. It's Sunday service with myself, Laura Fox, joined in studio by Ellen Leonard. You're very welcome along, Ellen. Good morning. Thanks um, for having me. You're very welcome. We can laugh about this now, but last week you were very sick. I wasn't well. <laughs> I really wasn't. I was struggling. Ellen got food poisoning last week and still I managed crawled to in. crawled into the studio. And I swear when we were doing the Sunday service, I was like, oh God, I was shook. Give me a bit of a like a heads up if you need to run you at any point. You were eating a pot of granola See? and I came in like an absolute diva and it looked lovely now but I was like Laura you're gonna you're gonna have to take that out I can't look at that it was really bad anyways it's great to see you back to full health thank you um I want to say big congratulations to you because you got through last week and nobody realized I just wanted to let everybody know exactly. oh if you saw me you would have realized I was a shell of myself and you look great today so you do like Thanks. really fantastic Redeemed myself um we're gonna get straight into it we're gonna kick it off with um the best story that I've seen all week and I think that this There's is good. But it's huge on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And we will get into that, but can you please explain what we're talking about? Yes. So Michael B. Jordan, um, you would have seen him in Wakanda forever. Uh, that's his most recent thing. Well, obviously Creed 3, which is everywhere at the moment. Haven't seen that one yet. But he confronted his former classmate after she called him corny in a podcast. So he was on the red carpet of Creed 3 in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and this was probably hands down one of the most awkward red carpet interviews I've ever seen. Like this hurt to watch but in a good way for him so Morning Hustle host I think it's Lorelai Lorelai yeah Lorelai um, whom he attended Chad Science Academy in Newark in New Jersey way 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 back so she basically pulled him for a chat and she was like oh hiya we go way back all the way back to school and he he heard her podcast where she absolutely roasted him alive and he replied to her oh yeah I was the corny kid right and you could just see she just went pale and pacey looking like pure panic and you know when you panic you nearly start to over talk and when she started actually speaking uh, like she was a mile a minute talking and she was laughing and he was deadpan yeah like de- we've got a little clip so let's have a listen to this each other we go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark okay corny kid right <laughs> no I did not say that misquoted for sure no you did not hear me say cry. I said we used to make fun of the name but yeah he is obviously killing things out here so oh the backpedaling Exactly. She knew the second. No, I was misquoted. She's like it, a little duck on water with the legs going 90. But I'm I'm thrilled he said that to her. Now, I know you're supposed to take the high road. No, you're not. Okay, I'm sick of mean. this. Yeah, I know. But th- this is the thing, right? You're always told, okay, take the high road. Yeah, you know, say nothing. Bigger person. Why do you have to be the bigger person? I know, it's so true. When horrible things have been said about you. And, and they were taking the mickey out of him in a podcast recently. Okay, so bear in mind they went to school together. What she says in the podcast is that they made fun of him because his name was Michael Jordan. Like, you know, and And she also said he was far from Michael Jordan, which is so rude. And she didn't even stop there, Laura. Um, I think it was his ex-girlfriend at one point. He rented out a whole aquarium for her for Valentine's. And that was the whole thing where she was calling him corny. And she didn't even stop there. She went on to say that he used to carry a headshot around with him all the time in case, which I think is such a good idea, in case he ever bumped into someone that could put him in a film or a series. And he's been acting since he was 12, like in small parts, like he was in CSI and everything. So he he knew what he wanted and she basically 
went from in that podcast and he heard it all he heard it all but like she was riding on the coattails of oh my god we go way back we went to school together mm. and then he called it straight and I love the only thing he said was corny kid right and he didn't say anything else and if you get a chance to watch this clip I'll actually share it up on my Instagram as well uh, the clip is brilliant because she's trying to you can hear the, the panicked laughter oh it was awful and he just gives these evils straight back it's like you're not getting a quote off me no. you don't get to you don't get to have my success now when you used to make Slag fun of me, me. in school and, and not even in school this is the worst part in school yeah okay you're you're young you're stupid but it's now it's the fact that a couple of months ago in a podcast she was like yeah corny kid and was like saying all these things that clearly have stuck with him yeah and I love this for him it's a real full circle moment isn't it he's kind of whatever she was like in school now he's had his little moment and he I actually feel he gave her a considerable amount of time even still talking to her I feel like he was still quite polite about it he oh no he was polite yeah he, was he could have went polite. way further with it but yeah very full circle moment and that's why you should never be mean to people well you should just never be mean to people yeah 100% not in case they get really famous <laughs> you can never but extra just in case, just in case. <laughs> um, the next story that we're going to be covering today Ellen I just want to give a quick warning to anybody we are going to be discussing domestic abuse so the Women's Aid 24 hour national free phone helpline is 1800-341-900 I will give that again at the end of this uh, this is all Mel B Yes, so Mel B, we love her. Mel B, our former Spice Gal. So she um, she is basically one of the main people that Women's Aid in the UK use. So she's been talking about this for a long time. And it's not her first time to talk about this. But she has an interview coming out um, in the UK where she sat down with uh, BBC Newsnight host Victoria Derbyshire. And she basically opened up and said... Um, that she would not report domestic abuse because she does not know if she can trust the police. So she believes that the whole entire system of justice in the UK needs to be reformed. She's really, really passionate about this. She's really, really open about it. And she talks about it any chance she gets. She was previously in an abusive relationship with her ex-husband Stephen Belafonte but he of of course has obviously denied this to the ground. Um, he's tried to sabotage her a couple of times saying you know getting in, in touch with Women's Aid and saying oh she's making this all up but she she is very passionate about this um, and she went on to tell BBC Newsnight about the telltale signs when someone is in an abusive relationship but I just think you know it's kind of alarming that she said that she wouldn't call the police because she doesn't know if they take it seriously. Well, I think she needed to have that knee-jerk reaction um, from them to to have something to say. Like she does go on to say that she thinks that everybody should be trained from the the bottom up mm-hmm. in the signs of domestic abuse and how to spot them as a police officer coming to your door. That even if you're saying no, no, things are okay, there are always telltale signs, mm-hmm. and sometimes people can miss them because you, you don't know what you're looking out for. Um, I, I she's a fantastic spokeswoman for Women's Aid and. And it's so amazing that someone as powerful as Mel B, who we all grew up with, is not afraid to talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, but it she- is taboo for some reason still, and it needs to be spoke about. And she just doesn't. It doesn't scare her to look vulnerable and talk about these things openly and she, what I really loved about her as well this week um, UK Labour leader Keir Starmer they had a panel and he is basically running to be the next Prime Minister and he has these national missions and she like is so brazen and I love it for her and she's like well you may add to that last national mission and make uh, put an end to domestic violence and she 
openly warned him. She said, really like you, but I'll come for you mm. if you don't actually take this seriously and do something about it. But this it. is it. She's got, she's got a huge name. She has a lot of power. She is known worldwide. So for anybody who is going through something as awful as domestic abuse, who doesn't have the same amount of power that Mel B does, she's a spokesperson for that. Mm-hmm. And she is looking for change, which is why she is making comments like, I wouldn't call them because I don't know, can I trust them to be able to help me in this situation? Mm-hmm. I, I Look, she's absolutely fantastic. Again, that Women's Aid 24-hour national free phone helpline is 1800 341 900. Ellen Leonard, we will be back to talk about Florence Pugh and Roy Keane. Sunday service with Laura Fox. RTE service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Ellen Leonard, we are about to do our sports side yes. of Sunday service. This has never happened this before. This is where I shine. <laughs> so excited. Sports fan. <laughs> so I, I do love this in fairness as much as I can love a sports story. But Laura Woods um, in the UK now, not our Laura Woods or Ireland AM Laura Woods, um, she <laughs> was on a panel and she was a little bit taken aback by Roy Keane's description of Kevin De Bruyne's goal on Tuesday night. So apparently he scored a glorious long-range effort <laughs> in the closing <laughs> stages as Man City eased past Bristol. Okay, anyway, apart from that, he had a lovely goal. And when Roy Keane was on the panel, he basically described this goal as sexy. Sexy football is what he actually said about it. Do you know what? Let's hear the man say himself, okay? Because this, I, I laughed so much at this. And this is just, just pure quality. I, I said it when we got to the sexy football. Mm-hmm. Just a way to pass from Jack even. And even this, there was no doubt in my mind when he got in that position. He was going to score. What I enjoy as well is that Kevin De Bruyne will go home, he'll turn on the telly, he'll watch back the highlights and he'll wonder how Roy Keane described it. And I don't think he would have expected you to say sexy, but here we are. I found it, yeah. It really was, Again, the most Roy Keane response in the whole entire world. That's how I found just, it. Yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> I love Laura Woods and that as well. And they were all just giggling away. Like, it's just so funny. But you wouldn't know what would come out of Roy Keane's. Like, I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised at exactly. the same time. It's that, it's that, oh, did he? Oh, he did. He just doesn't care. He do, he doesn't care, but he, he genuinely felt like it was sexy football. So that's what sexy football. It's a football. huge compliment to that footballer as well. I'd be thrilled at myself. To be honest, it got us watching it. So oh, true. You know, did the job. It, it was an all right. So it was. Uh, Florence Pugh. We absolutely love and adore her, and <sighs> she's really had a moment in the last year because I mean, obviously the Don't Worry Darling premiere and just the scandalous uh, things that came out I, of that. Exactly, and it was just and it. It wasn't even bad scandal. It was just juicy scandal. But she just always comes out of things just looking absolutely flawless. And now apparently she can sing. And it's not apparent. I actually heard it. And she is a stunning singer. So her brother is Toby Sebastian. And he just released a new single called Midnight. Um, And if you want to have a look at it on YouTube, they are basically in their family restaurant in the UK. It looks absolutely fab. It's real old school kind of cabaret, very glam. um, And there's nothing she can do. So they basically have a beautiful duet in the single. Um, And you would also know her, if you don't know who Florence Pugh, you said, don't worry, darling. But she's also a midsummer Black Widow um, and she is a UK actress and she was only recently out um, where was she? Was it one of the red carpets and 
apart from all of her outfits, like anything she does is spot on. Yeah. But I think it's because she's just always herself. This is it. And this is what I always feel about her. She doesn't ever fall into the trap of the media training. Yeah. And, and I should say a certain thing. I should look a certain way. She is very much on what she wants to be on. It's her train. It's her journey. Mm-hmm. Like, not to bring back the Don't Worry Darling premiere, but like she was phenomenal in that. Like she, uh, they had made an excuse for her missing the press tour. Remember where they were all doing the press mm-hmm. when Spitgate happened? Oh, wild and Chris Pine but at the time she actually just like was there uh, she was in Italy with an Aperol spritz just floating <laughs> down and they'd said that she hadn't even landed yet she was like I'm just going to do care. I'm going to do me but sorry she can sing she was in the family so restaurant much. this is fantastic and we have a little clip of it Ellen, you know how you love a little sing song after a night out? That's what yours sounds like. Oh, but she has the real raspiness to her, <laughs> doesn't it? And if you're listening to it there, she's actually the lower vocal on that. Oh, no way! Yeah, so she's singing the lower part and, like, she just has this soulfulness to her that you just can't buy like she's very old school jazz kind of great Gatsby ear in this and it's just such a and you don't expect it to come out of her no and Orla's after letting us know right now that she actually started out as a singer and then she tried acting tried her hand imagine just trying acting (laughs) imagine trying anything and being apparently her family are extremely creative though like they're always collaborating on stuff so I expect big things from all of them but imagine just being like her parents her mom, they were just in the kitchen and her mom said, sure, go on Florence, why don't you jump in there and do some backing vocals and that's how it came about. Of course, of course it is. I mean, it's that easy. Ellen, we will be back. We're going to be talking about uh, hot commodity ticket prices on the way. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Amy Winehouse Rehab will never get old for me. I adore that song oh, so much. Just, she she will never date. No, it was fantastic. Um, Ellen, we are into our final part of Sunday service and we were talking all about tickets. We're kicking it off with Ed Sheeran and this is wild to me. Yeah, he, he's a bit scandalous now. So Ed Sheeran has announced his a new album is coming out in May and apart from that, he's going on tour around the UK, France and Ireland which is great, very exciting, love that except now his tickets which are going on pre-sale on Wednesday are 105 euros That's outrageous and and I love that there's a stipulation that you can only buy six of them I'm sorry, who on <laughs> only. earth only, yeah, who's going to be able to afford to buy any more than that 105 is your starting mm-hmm. point for a ticket, like I remember the last time we came around I think the tickets were 80 quid 80 to me is the highest bracket yeah. of a ticket, I don't understand what else you could possibly be paying for like 80 is still very very steep I think the 50 to 60 mark for big acts and big gigs is huge but like I suppose you do have to take into consideration that like album sales aren't what they used to be anymore so this is probably how they're making money yeah true but like you're ruling out a ton of like legitimate fans that just won't be able to afford to go to that like 105 I just the only good thing to this and like I love I have seen Ed Sheeran a couple of times and he is amazing I don't know where he's going with this ticket price or what it is. Like, I do think the whole thing is a bit wild. But we will get to see an additional artist 
Irish singer Keen De Crow. Oh, I'm so now I know that a lot of fans are quite disappointed because Keen De Crow obviously had to push off his Irish yes. dates that were namely Orla Woods <laughs> works on the team here. She was gutted. But as I explained to her this morning, you are in a very valuable position because if you manage to get tickets to Keen De Crow, they went on sale before Christmas mm-hmm. for all these smaller venues, like you've got um, Monroe's and Galway and like a couple of different intimate venues around the place. I think after he goes on tour with Ed Sheeran, you won't get a look you in. won't get a look into tickets like that. And he has honoured them and said that they the dates are just rescheduled. Exactly. So you are going to get to see them. He hit one million on Instagram during the week. He's four point two million on TikTok. I know it's outrageous, but it's just like four point two million on TikTok is absolutely outrageous. I think when it comes to Instagram numbers, though, it's the, so much harder. Well, just because the numbers aren't that high. Yeah. Like on Instagram, they it doesn't operate the same like algorithms and stuff. So when he hit one million, it's just like we get so proud because obviously oh, he was one of our two FM rising he's here. He's amazing. Like he really is a gem and he actually took massive inspiration from Ed Sheeran. Like he started out himself busking. He used to sing Small Bump out on the streets. Like he really is a massive Ed Sheeran fan. And this is another full circle moment and I am thrilled for him. And if you don't know him, you might have seen one of his videos where him and his choir just kind of mob flash people and start singing one of his like most popular songs. Um, but he he's I'm just really happy for him so that justifies the price I suppose. Okay, we've bit. done full circle here. Now they have again it changed to this the last time when these tickets went on sale. You can't they, they're really trying to clamp down on the ticket touting and yeah. the resale tickets are going to be very hard to get. You have to legitimately go through the, the proper steps and the same thing is going to be happening for Glastonbury. Yes, so Glastonbury the final lineup was announced and people obviously would love it's like a once in a lifetime thing to go to Glastonbury um, and they announced their final headliners which was Arctic Monkeys Guns N' Roses um, with Elton John but that sold out in 23 minutes so now the only way that you'll be able to get any tickets is if people are cancelling and not able to go and they'll only be made available via C tickets in the coming months so like you just said it's the only official Glastonbury ticket outlet you do not even bother looking at buying them anywhere else because yeah. it's very high tech now and it is very legitimate. But It's always been the way with Glastonbury. They have, if you buy a Glastonbury ticket, you have to register for them mm-hmm. and that ticket is registered to you. And again, it's to clamp down on the touting and the, like, I mean, we see it here when any of our festivals go on sale that the tickets can go for, like, I remember, like, electric picnic tickets were trying to be touted for, like, 600 quid before. Yeah, it's for anything now. You can't get anything. Anyone, Christy Moore, nobody, anybody. <laughs> You're just, it's, just it's dangerous out there with the tickets so the keep moment. an eye out they will be doing a resale in um, April time I think is mm-hmm. when it's going to be yeah. so that's going to be uh, the end of it Michelle got in touch and said totally agree with the price of tickets but a lot of artists charge much more and I disagree but it will sell out watch it's the same for support artists uh, yeah you are right yeah. um, finally uh, this is something that I never thought I'd be getting I'm this shocked <laughs> actually to be honest Eurovision tickets are going to be going on sale uh, this week and they range from £30 to £290 it is is going to be taking place in Liverpool this year. I think this is why you're so excited. <laughs> Laura's just going to be hanging around the streets of Liverpool just to get in on the action on this. It would be a fun thing to go to, in fairness. I genuinely think that I should be on the Liverpool Tourism Board. I just, there's so many convenient things about it. The flight is very quick going over. It's such a lovely <laughs> little city. It's so the fun. Oh my God, the Scousers are best the best night out. Best night out. They're just really nice over there. They're very, they're very similar to us and I think that's why it feels like 
home, away from home and the Oxnard is the sexiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. So, yeah. If you do want to have a look for tickets and it will be something you'd like to take off your bucket <laughs> list, you can go to ticketmaster.co.uk and have a look there. And they are going to be exclusively sold on ticketmaster.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is going to be six tickets per order. So the prices are going to be £30 to 290 for the semi-final shows and then from 80 to 380 for the grand final shows. Which we will be in this year, no doubt. Which, of course we will. Our, our track is absolutely fantastic. Adam Hogan uh, just texted me there to see if we were getting <laughs> tickets. So I'm going to be working on that. Ellen Leonard, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you again next week. See you next week. Sunday Service with Laura Fox on 2FM.